0: Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This podcast. My name is Nate Robinson, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, M.Div., soon to be demon. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well.
1: Cool. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Ready to talk about some wrath? Wrath? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's Go hard. to Patreon five dollars.
1: <laughs> That's Nate's angry voice. Gur.
0: <laughs> <Grr. laughs> Uh like, subscribe, share, comment, follow, download. Facebook and Instagram is when I heard this podcast, and X and locals is when I heard this. Also tell people that you like the show because you like it.
1: <laughs> that was so nice.
0: Yeah, it was. Today we're talking about wrath. Which yeah. is anger, <laughs> but anger. fancy. It's a fancy it's a fan- sin.
1: <laughs> it's a real real fancy.
0: It's the fan it's the fancy way to be pissed (laughs) okay all right yeah yeah all right so what is that what is wrath you just defined it (laughs) (laughs) what is wrath all right
1: so all right (laughs) i'm just not gonna look at you for right now while i'm answering this question um all right no but wrath is so it's also understood like oh by the
0: way Uh uh-huh be longer this time. I know.
1: Clips. Yeah. I'm, I'm mindful of it. You're going to really <laughs> like my answer this, okay, this week. I really prepped it. Yeah. All right. So wrath is often understood to mean, like what you were just alluding to, extreme anger, vengeful anger, indignation, um, a strong feeling of hatred or resentment with a desire for vengeance. It also can be understood to be punishment for an offense or a crime. Oh, yeah. And then finally, Mm -hmm. kind of for our purposes, we'll also need to establish like a definition of God's wrath because there's the wrath, the anger that we think of that is what we experience, what we see. And then there's God's wrath. And God's wrath is really like a divine judgment that's derived from God's holiness, his righteousness, and even his love. And so it's absent of the unethical anger if you will which is so often present in man's wrath
0: okay yeah so we're we're never ethically angry
1: we're going to talk about when it may be ethically okay to be angry okay yeah and when is anger moral immoral or amoral fine <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so me out. all right.
0: <laughs> what does the Bible say about wrath?
1: Okay, <laughs> a lot.
0: Sorry, what does the Bible say about wrath?
1: A lot, okay? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, to be honest with you, I feel like we could be here forever just talking about all, like giving examples of wrath in the Bible. Okay. And that makes the Bible sound like a terrible book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, I mean, it
0: is a pretty angry book. What? No. <laughs>
1: we'll get into kind of the parts of it, all right, but what we because what we see is, all right, we see God's wrath or God's anger that's towards sin or toward mm-hmm. actions of sin that's throughout the scriptures. So in other mm-hmm. words, God sees sin, God sees actions of sin. And when we talk about sin, we're talking about actions that are happening that are against God and oftentimes against others okay so therefore god's so God's wrath, if you were is directed toward that, and so it's this against the sin, against the actions of sin um, and we'll get into some of the more specifics of it as we go through the episode, but um, we also see God's wrath coming upon Jesus actually when Jesus dies, yeah, when Jesus dies,
0: that's God's wrath
1: God's wrath and so it's a it, refer, it refers to it as like a cup of wrath. And so Jesus is like, hey, can you remove this this cup, this cup of wrath from me? Can you remove this from me? When and he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and he says God but,
0: Jesus is asking God to Je- not be mad at him.
1: Correct. Okay. Or to not it's not that Jesus not that God's mad at Jesus, okay. but for Jesus to experience the wrath of God, not toward Jesus, but toward sin. So, all right, let me
0: Oh, because Jesus was all the sin. Yeah, Jesus became sin. Right.
1: That we might become righteousness in him. It talks about at the very, the last verse of 1 Corinthians, or sorry, 2 Corinthians 5, that Jesus actually became sin. And so all of the wrath of God towards sin came upon Christ. So in John, 1 John, excuse me, 1 John 4.10, it says that Jesus became the propitiation for our sins. And propitiation is a... It's a word. It's a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, in other words, that he he became the substitute, if you were, okay. Atonement for the wrath of God to come upon him. And and so, because the wrath should have fallen upon each one of us because of our own sins, but instead came upon Christ.
0: So does God not wrath us anymore for the sins that we do? Um
1: no, we're gonna see wrath as well. All right, so let me. Okay, let me s- give a definition of this, and we'll come back to that question. Okay, or okay? def not really definition, but let me share something. So, when we see God's wrath, we really see it coming upon humanity at the end times. Okay. okay. Um, with this, with you know, you see the the what's referred to as the seven bowls of wrath that are poured out. Um, that's mentioned in Revelation. You see the wrath and the indignation that's coming upon those who are referred to as workers of evil in Revelation nineteen fifteen, and so Revelation's another, so weird. Revelation, it, I'm not gonna lie, it's a weird book. Like it's, it's weird it's, in the sense it's of cool, but it just there's so much symbolism. Yeah, and there's so much. There's so many idioms. It's it's a it can be a very complicated book to follow in some ways of what is all of these different things and when are all these different things happening and occurring. But later, yeah, (laughs) but without getting into all of that. So we do see wrath happening at the, at the end times. And, and so there is a wrath of God that is toward the individuals who the wrath. How I want to phrase this. There's the wrath of God that's toward individuals that are not following Him. Okay. Okay. And so, getting so getting back to your question. Mm-hmm. All right. Of well, what about the wrath that was upon Jesus? So in other words, if Jesus bore our wrath or bore the wrath that should have been right, then why why do we have to bear wrath at some from point from God? From God, right? Um. And so, let me just read another verse here um so, in Romans one verse eighteen, it says, "For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who, by their unrighteousness, suppress the truth and so and that's just what we were just talking about, okay, so, in other words, the wrath of God is revealed against those who are." not actually fo- not following the lord all right and getting back to jesus your question of jesus of all right well what what about christ if he died for our sins wrath came upon him then what does it matter but but we also have to ex- examine the same thing if our sins came upon him if he died for the sins of the whole world
0: and we're still sinning
1: and we're still sinning then did but did he die for our sins so therefore aren't we just all saved in other words, shouldn't oh. there be some kind of okay. Christian universalism?
0: So, does God not wrath Christians when they sin?
1: So, yeah. So, wrath is this idea of being. Res- I'm going. I'm to use wrath as a idea that's being reserved for the end times. Oh, so okay. So, you and I will not experience the wrath of God. Okay. Because Christ already bore that wrath. So when on the we cross. sin, He's just like peeved. <laughs> he's these <laughs> he's he's grieved. Okay. And yes, there's holy anger.
0: Like aw snap. Dern. <laughs> Probably a little more than that. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't
1: have done it. But it's <laughs> this, and this is what makes God's wrath so unique is because love is still present in the midst of, of anger. And I think that's when we we're using words interchangeably like wrath and anger. Mm-hmm. And and I think we probably need to be a little more careful about how we are inter- using those words just to make sure we're using them correctly. Okay. So in other words, like, does God become angry? Yes. Okay. Um, even though, you know, we're told, you know, over and over again throughout Scripture that God is slow to anger, but it doesn't mean he doesn't become angry.
0: So, but all the wrathiness is at the end.
1: And at the end... And 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 this, and and it's and it's like final judgment, okay. right? Whereas oftentimes what we're experiencing in this world is what I'll call a temporal judgment from God. So it's okay. not a judgment that's judging us based upon our our sins or or excuse me our, our eternal states. Okay. Okay. So Christ, when His first coming. So he first came to save, to deliver, to offer the opportunity of eternal life to follow him. Mm. But he does say that when he returns, he's coming back as a judge. And so there's this like this eternal judgment that's happening then, whereas like now I believe what we experience are these like temporal judgments, these and by judgments these um temporal corrections. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like in other words it's not like god punishes us just for the sake of like you you know you idiot punish i punish you i banish you or whatever right it's more like the judgments are hopefully hopefully there's some sense of of restorative nature in them okay of wanting to restore like where we see our wrong where we see where we've gone astray where we've not loved well toward God and toward others, and therefore hopefully we see that, we experience the consequence of it, and it hopefully will awaken us to that reality and and pull us back, yes, under the Lord, but also to where we're loving people well. So in Matthew 5, verse 21, and you'll appreciate this one, we actually hit on this topic a little bit uh, last week when we were talking about lust Mm -hmm. and Cutting off the eye, oh yeah, yeah, uh, all that <laughs> stuff, and and so, um, and so it's in that. This is in that same. This is in that same passage. Okay, but the same thing with adultery. He talks about how if you've lusted after someone, you've committed adultery in your heart. Here he talks about well, what happens when we have anger in our hearts? Okay, okay? Um, so in Matthew five twenty one, you've heard that it was said to our ancestors, "Do not murder." and whoever murders will be subject to judgment but i tell you everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment whoever insults his brother or sister will be subject to the court and and so
0: and the court is the end times
1: yes we'll we'll leave it there roughly as that okay um and so but the idea of, all right, you know, in other words, hey, you've heard it said, do not murder. And then he, the Lord's saying, but I'm telling you, if you remain angry.
0: So so murder is the wrath part. So so is the end times when everyone goes to hell forever or ceases to exist or whatever. Is yeah. that is that equated with murder here?
1: No, it's equated with God's wrath. So
0: here he's Which talking about... Which is wrath? Yeah. That's it, what I mean. Well...
1: No, so like what he's saying here is, all right, so like for example, you know, we, we know that in the, in the law it says, hey, do not commit murder. Right. Okay. All right. Don't murder someone. All right. Well, and in the same way where it was, hey, do not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Jesus says that in, re- in regards to the adultery part, hey, but if you've lusted, it's just like you've committed adultery. Okay. Here Jesus is saying, hey, if you hold anger in your heart, it's just like you've murdered someone.
0: Oh, okay. He's
1: bringing in, like, he's equating the two.
0: So, okay. So it's like if I'm mad at someone forever, I've essentially, my truth is that they're dead.
1: Yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, how many times have we, like, you almost, like, oh, they're dead to me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, we've used that phrase before. Yeah. And, and so what he's, what Jesus is saying here is if you've got that much anger, or bitterness in your heart towards someone, okay. it's as if you've committed murder. Okay like the same the same thing that's going on in the heart of someone who commits murder is in in you right now.
0: Cool wrath. <laughs> cool wrath.
1: <laughs> All right, I don't want to remember uh, those two words <laughs> together so closely. Okay,
0: so why, I guess why is wrath a sin for us to do it? Like why okay. is it as if I am murder right? Murder Okay. Doing a murder.
1: Yeah. So, I think it's like all other sins, to be honest, in the sense of with wrath, with anger, and again, this is like extreme anger, right? Mm. There or anger that just is not subsiding. Which we're gonna get to in a bit. Yeah. Is <laughs> that there's an absence of love? Okay. And so, and so, in other words, when we're when we're full of anger or wrath, rarely is it this righteous anger.
0: So is the opposite of seven deadly sins love? Because I feel like you say that every, every time. time. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, all right. So Galatians 5.14. All right. Let me read this verse to you. Galatians 5.14.
0: This sounds like a verse that I should know.
1: Um, I don't know. It's a good one to know. Okay. All right. For the whole law is fulfilled in this one statement. Love your neighbor yes. as yourself. All right. So, in other words, it, the reason that we can talk about sins so often as well in that sin there's no love is because that is basically what sin is. Okay, sin is like the opposite of love, if you want to put it that way. Like sin to to if I am sinning, then I am not loving some someone.
0: Okay. So, how much? wrathy anger am I allowed to do? (laughs) Because because I know there's some verse somewhere that says be slow to anger Anger. Uh which is wrath okay so so does that mean does that mean (laughs) that if I'm like hey I want to kill this person but I wait a few months and kill them (laughs) then Is that me? It's all better at that point. Slow.
1: (laughs) You've slowed to kill them. Yes.
0: So, how much (laughs) anger is acceptable? Uh And when can I kill someone?
1: (laughs) Okay. Maybe really quick to say you don't need to be killing anyone. All right. I mean. Maybe self-defense in some circumstances. Well, you've
0: equated wrath with murder, right? Yeah. So
1: yeah. So let's let's say murdering someone. When am I allowed? Because if to... I'm if I'm in self-defense, it's <laughs> not murder. So yeah. Okay. Right. No to murder. Okay. No, we're not murdering. Never. Never.
0: What if I'm slow to it? What if I do it slowly? <laughs>
1: no. No murder. Okay. Murders. No. No murder. All right. Thou shalt not murder. Right. All right. So let's just put that on the table. Murders. Thou no shall bueno. not
0: murder. Quick.
1: <laughs> at all, at all. All right, all right, fine. Okay, so let's look at this maybe in stages. Okay, all right. So there's like the initial emotion of anger that we'll experience. Okay, which is not wrath. Which is not wrath. Which is yet r- right, okay. and which is not even sin yet. Okay, I- I'm gonna call it completely amoral. Like so, in other words, like. I experienced this feeling of anger. Okay. All right. And because all of us have that feeling of anger from time to time. Yeah. Okay. And, and so that how
0: long is that allowed to go on? That
1: is all right. Yeah. I know you want your time. <laughs> um, and, uh, okay. So I think that anger or wrath kind of, bec- or anger, wrath becomes sin when we are, when we're hanging onto those emotions and dwelling on those emotions. Like when we're just okay. stewing in them, okay? okay, and and we've all done that, right? We've all been stewed. Just, yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's a southernism or not, but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, like we've all been that place of where we're just dwelling on it and just can't. Like it's cons- almost like consuming our thoughts, mm-hmm. consuming our emotions. We're just, uh, you know, and and so I think this is the anger that Jesus speaks of when he's talking about, hey, you've heard it say. Do not commit murder. I'm telling you, if you have anger in your heart, your brother and sister, you've already
0: done that. So is is emotional, amoral anger not anger in my heart?
1: I think it's just the. I think there's the just the emotional, like the feeling of it. Okay. Okay. Now you do hit. You do. You do hit on a good point because one of the things you talked about was being slow to anger. Right. Right. So exodus thirty four six talks about the fact that we're told that God is slow to anger, that he's abounding in steadfast love, okay okay um and so if that's who God is, if he's slow to anger, if he's abounding in steadfast love, then hopefully as we're becoming more and more like him, we take on those tendencies, okay like so I think or not I think I know my temper used to be a lot sh- like I, 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 it was a lot shorter than it, than it is now.
0: Right. Which um. is why we're able to do this podcast.
1: <laughs> because <laughs> I, I don't want to kill you. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean like, and I think, you know, and and some people just really never deal with anger that much. It's never been like a big deal to them. And then others, man, it it's a, it's, it's a, it's a much bigger deal, um, right? And um, and so, you know, I mean, when I was like a like a young kid, I would like throw golf clubs around the golf course and everything. Oh, uh, on a golf course? course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on a golf course. Okay. And like and so, or I, you know, if I'm playing baseball and I I get mad and slam the bat and all that stuff, right? It just you you know, it's like we. And then other things would happen, and you just get a sh- you know shorter, shorter temper. I probably think that we can relate to being in traffic, you yeah. Know? And here around the Atlanta area, traffic being fairly dense at times. It you at c- all times, <laughs> right? At all times, and just the fact that you know it, we can kind of you know if someone cuts us off, we're not getting there as fast as we want to. Someone's going insanely slow in front of us. Whatever. We can lose our cool on that. Um, or something happens. Maybe we're we're raising kids and, you know, we just kind of go, Ugh! you know, we get more frustrated with our kids. But again, hopefully as we're becoming more like Christ, those things are, we're not being triggered with anger so much. But all, but in that initial, what I'm saying is that, in that initial moment of anger, like that's, that's, that's amoral as long as we're not staying there in it.
0: How long is a moment?
1: All right so <laughs> ephesians 4 mhm um so let me pull up ephesians 4:26 and it'll probably be familiar it's a pretty this is a pretty actually um common phrase in our culture um even if you're not really growing up in the church you probably have heard this before um so verse 26 of ephesians 4 says be angry and do not sin don't let the sun go down on your anger, which is what we've heard often before. And don't give the devil an opportunity. Okay, so it actually says be angry and do not sin. Okay. And I think that's what we're talking about here, like that initial emotion of anger. Okay, you experience that. You feel that. Sometimes it's justified and sometimes it's not. So okay. Sometimes I can be so full of anger toward what I see as an injustice like okay right. like right, extreme example human trafficking sex trafficking right, just the very topic itself can cause me to come angry that that, so that, that exists so do you want to
0: murder sex traffickers
1: I, see that's where I can't go to <laughs> I can't go to I want to murder why not bro. I'm not supposed to murder bro <laughs> But the but the but but do I have that initial anger at the fact that, that exists and at the people that
0: perpetuate it? Yes. So you have constant initial anger for sex traffic. Just like you have constant oh. anger for regular traffic.
1: <laughs>
0: I would <laughs> I would say that
1: the very fact that we get angry at something so immoral and unjust as human and sex trafficking is mm-hmm. perfectly normal. Okay. The fact that we get angry at real traffic in Atlanta, Georgia, it may become it may be normal, but it shouldn't be. Okay. It should be something that's consuming us where we're yelling and screaming at the person in front of us. Um and so but I think what what we're what he, Paul's saying here when he's writing this to the church at Ephesus, be angry, do not sin, don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. What he's saying here is, okay, you've got anger, you've got the initial anger and, but don't let it, don't, you know, and I, and I'm not saying, I don't believe Paul's saying it's got to be specific to, well, you got to work it all out in your heart before the sun goes down because if you, if you don't, then you're in sin at that point. That's not, it's not be taken literally in that sense, it just means, hey, you can't allow this thing to continue on mm-hmm. like you can't allow just anger to be continue to sit there and to dwell in it and think upon it because then it becomes this anger or this wrath becomes this all- consuming thing that's just ex- that's not at all connected to the heart of God because unlike God, you and I are not going to be able very well to be loving. In the midst of our anger, and rarely is our anger actually righteous.
0: Is anger for sex traffic righteous?
1: I think. I mean, against it, I think no. I think it's righteous, like in the sense of like no. I like to have to have anger toward the fact that that exists. Mm -hmm. Perfectly normal. Okay. To, but I think But to be but to be clear, the next part. Of hey, and I want to go kill all the people, or I wish all the people that did those things would just die. Okay, now that's something that's deeper in my heart that doesn't need to be there. Okay, now I want justice, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want these individuals to still be around. I want them to be caught. I want them, right? Like, hey, you know, in like in my mind, I'm like, hey, cut their penises off, right? Like that's kind of like that's where <clears> I'm <throat> at. All right, <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> so cool yeah i mean like let's do it let's do it. <laughs> so and honestly i don't think that's even too much to ask it's kind of like hey you broke a social contract with society by doing this this is your punishment
0: i don't want any law on the books that cut your penis off no because no. people will use that against people and that no
1: no I, and that's fair and that's fair i'm just saying that's how i feel about it right okay um and I do think to have anger over an issue is okay, but yeah, what I'm getting to is, but to have anger to the point of like wanting to murder, kill the individuals behind all of it—that's that's where it's starting. That's at that point, I've crossed a line.
0: Okay, so I can be angry at something forever, but mm-hmm. just not want to murder people. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm mean, not I want. Because I want justice, right? Can is does that apply to everything and everyone? Am I allowed to be angry at regular traffic forever? No. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's just you're you're angry at regular traffic just because you don't like it because it's an inconvenience <laughs> because oh, right it's annoying.
0: So what? So, that's a pretty different level. Okay, so what things am I allowed to be angry at forever then?
1: I guess do you, are those things violating the
0: will of God? Okay,
1: that you're mad at. So regular traffic
0: about? is not violating the will of God. <laughs> that's it's just, just a thing.
1: It's just a thing that's okay. happening because we live in a really busy city.
0: Okay. Yeah. So if God was mad at it forever, I am allowed to be mad at it forever.
1: I think that's a good way of phrasing it. But okay. I, again the challenge though for all of us is to not want to murder people is to have love simultaneously okay because that's God's like God Okay. God is still loving
0: so I can be mad at sex traffickers but I have to love them
1: yeah and that's all crazy Ugh. yeah the whole love your enemy thing becomes very real at that point oh
0: is that a bible verse
1: it is a bible verse
0: oh okay
1: you, know, you were kind of hoping that really wasn't there?
0: No, yeah. <laughs> That's one of those phrases that I didn't know if it was like an actual Bible verse or if it's just something people said forever. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I that gotcha. happens a lot for some reason.
1: Yeah, so how about... we want? Do we want to go find that verse yeah, then? Yeah, sure. Just to give context to people. Um, all right, so I'm going back to Matthew 5. And verse 43. Mm-hmm. You have heard it said love your neighbor, and hate your enemy. Heard it say?
0: Okay. Oh, so I've what, heard it said. That's, that's what Jesus, not what that's, they say to do.
1: That's what Jesus is saying. Okay. Jesus is saying to the people who are listening to him, he said, you've heard it said, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. And so... You know, as as he goes as he goes on to say, for if you love those who love you, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Don't even the Gentiles do the same? And so, yeah, love your enemies. Right there
0: from Jesus' mouth. Fine. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, fine. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just get a little wrathy and want to wrath someone off. Okay. So what what do I do about it? Like all right, Um, is 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 that a is that a sin
1: to just want to all right? So again, because
0: I can like be angry and just not Mm -hmm. realize that I'm like angry, really angry. Yeah, and have thought about how I would murder someone for the past. Few days Well <laughs> I don't
1: know how that just escapes you. Um so again, there's the there's the amoral part of the initial anger, the initial feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um but no, we can't just like continue in it and just wanna wrath <laughs> use your phrase, just want to wrath people
0: sometimes. Okay, but it just like happens sometimes. Right? Well, like Kinda where you just like, get angry. Yeah. yeah sure. Like lust. Sure where instead of thinking about sex, I'm thinking about murder. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, and I understand. So, and again, but I
1: think, just like with the lust thing, we know that if we're wanting, if we're thinking about it and it crosses that line to sex, across crosses that line to, to murder, like, that's... We, we know that's sin. Yes. Okay. And so, the kind of the whole point, again, of, you know, we read... You know, the passage from Exodus 34 that talked about that, you know, God is slow to anger, that he's abounding in steadfast love, the fact that, again, hopefully we're becoming more and more like Christ, and so hopefully our responses to things are less filled with anger, or anger doesn't sit as often and stay as often within our own hearts.
0: Is wrath just like a—does wrath always have to be a, I want to— do the murder or can it just be like a hey, I wish they weren't alive.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's both. It is? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What if it was I wish they're in a coma? That's still not good, brother. Is that wrath? That's wrath. Why? Because you're not
1: love there's no love there toward them. Okay. I mean you're you're actually I'm just
0: trying to read the Bible verse, right? I know. (laughs) But like, it's
1: like you're trying to find a way to say, well, I can feel this way towards someone as long as they're not, I don't want them dead. Right. I just want there to be no brain activity (laughs) and them still kind of being alive.
0: But it's not dead.
1: But it's not dead. So am I in the clear? Yeah. No. It's like, it's like saying, hey, all I was thinking about was going and busting some kneecaps. Right. Right. That's not wrath. Like I'm not going to kill them. Right, right. I'm just
0: going to break some legs. <laughs> right. No, that's not okay. I'm just going to put them in a wheelchair. <laughs> right. Forever. And then break their legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, like no, that's not okay. That's still anger. That's still it's, wrath. That's wrath. Because wrath in the Bible verse was murder.
1: Yeah. So I guess I guess it's I guess it's if we're looking at how we're wanting to define wrath. Okay. So if wrath again is this extreme anger Mm -hmm. or this like vengeful anger, then if that's where why we're going to define wrath, okay, then the extreme anger would lead me to
0: (laughs) break people's legs. So I'm being vengeful if I want to go break their legs. Yes. And And, I'm being vengeful if I want to do nothing uh, and have the universe magically put them in a (laughs) coma. That's being vengeful. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so
1: I pulled up a. I'm pulling up another verse here. Cause okay. Because I'm concerned. Uh. So right. So Romans 12, verse 18. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath, because it is written, "Vengeance belongs to me." So this is the Lord saying this. The Lord is saying, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in so doing, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good.
0: So being nice Mm -hmm. to sex traffickers is worse than killing them. I don't know if I'd
1: use the word worse. Okay. And I don't know if I'd use the word nice.
0: I don't think we're asked to be nice. So giving them giving them water is sure. worse than killing them. Is, no. So when it's
1: when it says, so in so doing, you're heaping fiery coals on his head. The idea of it is the idea that you're bringing shame on them. Like, in other words, they begin to reckon, like, they begin to almost, hopefully they begin to recognize their own shame and will repent.
0: Getting to the point where I'm thinking wrathy, but I didn't try to get there. Okay, is that sinning?
1: You're so you're you're thinking that way. Yes. Like venge, vengeful and that kind of thing. Yeah. But then you're saying you're, but you don't want to think that way, or you just right. don't follow it, through with the action. It of just it.
0: happens. Right where you're feeling vengeful.
1: Sure. Right. Yeah no yeah so yeah there's that moment of like I'm gonna kill
0: yeah okay no I'm not right
1: I think that's where that idea of in Ephesians four where it says be angry but do not sin okay okay like we're like we're catching ourselves
0: right before we kill them <laughs> like God did with Abraham again hopefully this is happening like
1: not okay I want to get into the whole God and Abraham thing but hopefully this is this is happening. I mean, yeah, I guess if it's like, bam, 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 like, something happens, I'm about to kill them, and then I go, okay, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Or good. Like, I'm g- glad you didn't follow through with that. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know you I'm like your mods. Com- I'm
0: trying to compare it to the lust one, though. Okay. Like, because when I asked you last week about lust, and I said... This just happens sometimes,
1: right? Okay, okay, I'll give you
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does just happen. Okay, yeah, and then we recognize it. Like me thinking about murdering people just happens sometimes to everyone all the time. <laughs> okay, sometimes. <laughs> okay, we need in the podcast. <laughs> we need to talk right now. <laughs> so now I'm worried about my own safety. Um, but <laughs> not murdering people, but like if like okay, so if you're in traffic, right? And someone cuts you off. It's like I hope you get run over by a truck. Right, I can think that in that moment, and that wasn't me. Like, (laughs) just it just came out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So again, this, but that, but we realize it's wrong, right? So that's wrong. We we need to recognize the fact that that thought process is not okay.
0: That's a sin. That thought process, I just sinned just then. When it comes, when it
1: comes out, I need to go, Lord, that's not your thoughts. So, Lord, forgive me, and Lord, help renew my mind. The same way with lust, when we said yes, it just happens. Like, oh, I th- I think that way, but then I need to quickly go. But Lord, that's not okay. Okay, forgive me. I repent. Help renew my mind.
0: Okay, In my but it, heart. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so that so that is a sin. Yeah. To, to do that. Yeah. And I'm saying, God, forgive me for sinning yes because i just wanted someone to get run over by a truck
1: right i think there's a huge difference she's like oh man that frustrates me to that frustrates me and now i want to get run over <clears> by a
0: truck okay cuz there aren't any like there aren't any bible verses that say be slow to lust right
1: right yeah it says flee sexual immorality like right. get away it from says, it right it says get away from it but there's yeah.
0: bible verses that say be slow to anger and yeah. they allow you to be a little wrathy. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to try to figure out, figure out. Okay. Yeah.
1: I guess I would. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Like with, when that happens, I am still going to say, Lord, forgive me. I know that's not, the, I know that's not the right
0: way to think. People can be mad about. R- r- wrathy about things that happened. Like, as an example it's a child a childhood something okay. that happened sure and and it's like the worst thing ever yep and you can be mad about it forever sure how how much being mad about something like that is acceptable
1: okay like yeah.
0: cuz that's it's like the worst stuff right and sure. affects your life and like what are it it wasn't an ever a slow to anger thing, right? Like it was just like this is something that happened to me and I'm pissed. Sure, yeah, sure. So like, where does that fall into the into the spectrum the, of all of this? The anger, the anger mad curve
1: curve. Okay, uh, yeah, scale. scale. I like scale scales, scales. Not
0: spectrums. Ugh. <laughs> No All more right. spectrums. No more spectrums. We're never bringing up spectrums ever again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gonna bring it up. Scales. Sorry. <laughs> 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 okay. So, but, so there's no doubt that individuals, whether they're, whether it's a childhood trauma, whether it's something that's happened in their adult life, right? It, things happen that are so unjust. Mm-hmm. that are so wrong that absolutely you're angry about it and and you have every right to be angry about it in the sense of that's not like that's not okay right? like uh, that's directed towards something that's so unjust it's not okay and i and and i'm not gonna tell someone that well you know just get over it no like what happened is not okay i think and I think you have to give people time to process through that, so in other words, when something happens how
0: how long oh God.
1: <laughs> I, okay put it this way if in in the in this in the counseling realm psychological realm, three to five years to to deeply grieve loss or to deeply and loss can be not just the loss of a loved one because they died but loss of something within you because of being because of trauma mm-hmm. or being a victim towards something is is a perfect normal acceptable time to to grieve and to try to and because and, part of grief is anger that's what i'm getting to in that okay is is there's an anger there and because I'm, because you're yeah. just pissed like and I
0: want to murder the person that did it to you.
1: And you may feel that way too, okay? What I would say is that in the midst of that, mm-hmm. we do need to know that, okay, there's the anger there, that it's it's real, it's intense, and I'm going to try to work through for trying to eventually get to a point of forgiveness. And that's, again, I'm not saying it's going to happen magically overnight. I don't want to equate forgiveness with an emotion either. So we choose to forgive, and we hope the emotion comes. But here's my point is because the reason forgiveness becomes important in this is because if, let's say, something's happened, and I'm 10 years after that point, okay?
0: Because it's different when you're a kid, right? The three to five years don't apply, or do they apply?
1: i everyone's so uniquely different, but generally speaking no it's it's three to five years is still applying because i I want to help like if a child loses both parents, if a child is traumatized because of molestation or those kind of things, you're wanting to help them uh like process, and I I don't know if I love the word process, but to help them navigate through the Mm -hmm. feelings, the emotions that are just coming, right? The thoughts, the thoughts of, you know, questioning why, the thoughts of I hate them, you know, if you've you've been harmed or hurt, the, the thoughts of, you know, why, God, did you allow this? Like working through all of those things, working through anger toward God, toward self, toward others, working through all of that, okay? But I don't want anyone, regardless of how young or old they are when they experience the, the hurt, the trauma, the loss, I don't want anyone to care, keep carrying that where it's this all-consuming thing that now defines their life. Okay. Because that is so unhealthy. We, we become such a fractured person from who we are created to be, and we're all fractured and broken. None of us are fully whole, and we won't experience full wholeness, you know, un- until the new creation. So, I'm not, I'm not saying it, but it's just like, but at the same time, as we're moving toward, in and being shaped and formed in Christ, we're we're we are regaining wholeness. We're moving toward wholeness in Him, okay. and wholeness by my uh, wholeness, I mean like wholeness in our body and our mind and our emotions and our will and our and our spirit life, like a wholeness of a person. And what can happen is anger can be so deeply embedded in us that now all of a sudden that anger is dictating my life. Okay. So it was leaving me in a very broken state. And again, if I'm in this state for a few years, three to five years, like that would be normal to walk through. But if I'm 10, 15, 20 years Removed from the event, and it's still consuming me. It's still dictating my life and my decisions and my choices. And I've like got this anger that's just—I uh, mean, that's to me where it becomes unhealthy for for you as a person, because not only do you have the unforgiveness and the anger there, but it's also more than likely deteriorating, you know, or causing strife in relationships that you have that you would like to have.
0: Is unforgiveness
1: equal anger? Yes. So, for example, when someone comes to me and they say, I have an anger problem, uh-huh. my my bearing from that point is, where is the unforgiveness okay. that's leading to the anger? Okay. So you kind of think of unforgiveness as like a root, and anger is like a symptom of that. Okay. Like a branch, like, a branch coming off that tree okay. of unforgiveness, yeah.
0: So, what if you don't realize that you're pissed forever?
1: Yeah, and I don't think I think there are people who don't realize that. Okay, because they're the people that you come across, and there's just that. Like we all know people who are like this. Is that there's just always just strife mm-hmm. around them in their relationships, like constantly, because the the when we're broken in that sense, and I say broken, and I don't mean that in a um like it's your fault you're broken, I don't like mm-hmm. right, I just mean like we're because we're not we're not experiencing healing in that area of our life, it's affecting everything else, you know um in our more than likely in our relationships and then you know envy and jealousy and depression and anxiety all become factors in this and so i think that there's this reality that you know for someone that's what i'm saying if someone expe- is experiencing that deep level of unforgiveness that's that's that really is in other words it's think of it this way the we all have that initial feeling of anger but then we're able to kind of okay i move past it right mm. or it settles after mm. a couple of days or I talk to someone and I'm and I'm able to kind of get past it, right? But when unforgiveness, when unforgiveness is built up around it now, where it's not just the anger, the emotion to the to the to the wrong, mm. it's the now unforgiveness has set in, and it's like it's holding anger there.
0: So it's like you, th- y- okay, yeah,
1: yeah, and because it's it. holding anger there, I'm just kind of in a perpetual state of it. And I'm not saying I'm walking around every day angry and pissed, but it doesn't take much okay. to set me off. It doesn't take much for me to lash out against someone. And what I'm saying is most often the time, the people that are being harmed by it, the relationships I'm having that I can't seem to keep, it's not because of what's going on in that dynamic. It's because of the unresolved unforgiveness in me that's leading to that.
0: So how is being a wrathy person going to like affect my existence? Okay. Like you kind of touched on that, but like what is it yeah, what I is think, gonna happen?
1: Yeah, I think when we are when we stay there at yeah. that point, I think that's what I was talking about earlier with the idea of they're having issues in relationships, okay. you know, with there being strife and jealousy and envy and kind of contentiousness. Mm-hmm. And I think also it can impact us in creating anxiety because if I'm angry that I've got chemicals just running, you know, like in an adrenaline rush all the time. And it leaves so it can physically it leads, hurt you. Physically can har- harm me, yeah, and affect me. Obviously, in my, my, my mental health. Is that health. scientific? It is okay. And also, it, it can infect me in regards to.
0: Are you mixing science with religion? <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry, <laughs> science, science, have we have we ever had a conversation about this? No.
1: Science and religion are meant to be together. Yeah, But we need to do a whole topic on this. <laughs> All right. So, um, anyways, I love science. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it shows the amazing parts of God and His creation. All next right. Next year. All right. Next science.
0: Year. Science v religion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course, that's how you're going to phrase yes, the episode title. I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be able to find a way to cool. connect the two together. Um, but yeah. So, because if we're if we're experiencing like these adrenaline rushes all the time, it's mm-hmm. it's leading to more anxiety. Okay. And that anxiety can lead to panic attacks, and therefore it's affecting my own mental health, my own mental life, but it also may be even affect my ability not only in relationships but in the workplace, those kind of things. Um, and obviously, I mean, you know, depression can come out of that as well. And so, so yeah, it can have a large impact if I just remain – what I'm saying is when, when I'm remaining there. Um, it can have a large impact on my own personal health and life and, and relationships and even in workplace commitments.
0: No matter where I am on the scale from I'm angry right now because something dumb happened uh-huh. versus something really horrible happened to me when I was a child uh-huh. and uh, I want to, you know, like, kill the person that did it my entire life sure anywhere on that scale how do i not have that be my life forever yeah well i I guess for me no matter where i am right in this that thing pissed (laughs) existence (laughs) existence
1: (laughs) and i think it gets back to the unforgiveness part okay for the whole scale and here's why because if I've got unforgiveness for something that I'm just holding on to, it will cause me to have more of those anger outbursts in the quote unquote dumb moments or the dumb things. Okay. I'll be more, I'll be, I'll, I'll be more of a greater tendency to lash out or to have anger toward things that probably don't deserve that level of
0: anger. So, okay? how do I forgive someone? And then once I've done that, uh-huh. How do I know I forgave them?
1: Okay, so, so forgiveness one is not a feeling or emotion; it's a decision. It's a choice. Okay, so I choose to forgive. Okay, so, in, for, for, you know, so I approach it in the sense of, all right, I am choosing to forgive this person. So, Lord, I forgive them. Okay, and then I'm saying, Holy Spirit, can you help me to forgive? To the point to where it's not just a choice of the forgiveness, mm-hmm. but where there actually is the emotional connection as well. Where, I'm, where I don't have that anger or I don't have that angst towards someone or something.
0: And it all just goes away.
1: And I'm, if I'm, I say that. If you say that? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, And you may have to make that choice. Okay, let me be clear on this. Too. We may have to make that choice every day for days or years. Okay. And then it gets to the point to where it's not, again, not all consuming me, but it doesn't mean that when I think about it or if something comes up that is similar to it or relates to it, that it won't trigger an emotion again. Okay. Okay. And then I just ask for forgiveness again. And that's when your question is, how do I know when I've forgiven them mm-hmm. and or forgiven someone? And I... And I don't know if that's even necessarily the right, the full right question, because I think we... Don't tell me what to ask. (laughs) Well, I'm going to anyway. All right, so you can be mad about it if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn it. (laughs) Thanks. Um, (laughs) But I think that the fact that, you know, you're, we're we're saying, all right, I'm choosing to forgive, because I know, I know people who have, been they are forgiven and they They feel like they're forgiven. It's not like weighing on their mind or their heart. The emotion's not there kind of all the time. And then something may happen 20 years after the fact, and it causes some things to come up again. Mm -hmm. And I don't want someone to go, oh, no, I guess I never really forgave them. That's what I don't want to happen. Okay. I want them to go, okay, no, I did forgive them. Something came up that caused an emotional response because it was similar or had the same feeling of what happened 20 years ago. Okay, I can forgive again and it doesn't mean I didn't it doesn't mean I've been walking in unforgiveness for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um but I think so for me that's that's kind of part of that but again depending on the level of it, right? I mean, it's completely normal and and, and okay to, you know, talk with pastors or counselors or whoever it may be to help again navigate the grief.
0: Mm-hmm
1: from whatever that loss experienced is that has led to unforgiveness.
0: Well, that was a great, great episode. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. You're very kind. I know. I mean,
0: that was impressive. You were kind and offered some great advice. Thank you, Nate. You're welcome. I appreciate that greatly. Well, this has been the When I Heard This Podcast. You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast and X and Locals at When I Heard This. Go to Patreon, $5, like, subscribe, share, comment, follow, download. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at RevJoT. This has been the When I Heard This Podcast. I'm going to see you guys next time. Bye.